Ladies, happy Valentine's Day. Let's find you a man right now. Number one. Okay, early to bed, early to rise makes a woman healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's why you're wiser than me. It's Stephen. How about that guy? That's Stephen. He knows how to rhyme. He knows how to go to bed early. And he's got a mullet. Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. Hi. Now, Maurice is missing an eye, but how about that soothing voice? My name's Monroe. Uh, you've probably already noticed that I have incredibly blue eyes. Hi, my- <laughs> Speaking of eyes, blue. So you can either go with Maurice, who is missing one, but he's got the smooth voice, or the last guy who I already forgot his name because I was so lost in his eyes. My name is Phil. Uh, most of my friends call me Big Phil. <laughs> Whoa. Enough said, Big Phil. Enough said. Now, there are more options here, but I think if you can't be happy with uh, the guy that goes to bed early, you can't be happy with the guy missing an eye with the nice voice, you can't be happy with the guy who has the beautiful blue eyes, or Big Phil, I mean, you're too picky. There's no one out there for you. Nothing I can do to help you, okay? And that's why you're going to spend Valentine's Day... (laughs) What a schmoz. Now... Valentine's Day is coming up this weekend. We've discussed this before, but fake holiday. Fake holiday. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do something. Take the moment. You should still take it. Look at your partner in the eyes and say, hey, you're kind of (laughs) cool. Look them deep in the eyes and go, you know what? You can join my cult. (laughs) But yeah, to get these like, oh dude, to go and spend, I saw a thing on the news that said that people spend an average of something $400 on Valentine's Day. I've never spent that much on Valentine's Day. $400? That's a lot of steaks. That's a lot of cheesies. I don't even think I could get $400 worth of wine out here. So I don't know. I, I don't know. And obviously, I don't know if you guys have noticed, this year's a bit different. I don't know if you guys have noticed but a lot of stuff is shut down so i think v-day is gonna be skipping the dish probably if anything watch a little romantic movie huh watch the notebook or the other one i don't know i feel like girls really like romantic movies where the guy dies (laughs) as long as he dies trying to get them then it's kind of then they're like, oh well, he was trying to get me. It's okay. Yeah, he got burned alive, but it's because he was trying to be, get me. So watch a little romantic movie. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. It is tough. And you know what? Also, shout out to all the small business owners. We got to keep in mind that there's a lot of people out there that have all of their money. You know, their little their family restaurant, their money, their family's money, everything that they've worked for is tied up in that business. And it's at a real um, risk of going under. And I think that is incredibly sad. And I think that narrative gets lost in a lot of this. Obviously, we have to do these things to be safe. But, I mean, I couldn't even imagine the feeling of, of taking a risk. Anytime you start your own business, taking that risk, investing, putting yourself out there like that. And then something like this happens. It's not fair. And it's no one saw it coming. And then for it to, to for people to lose everything because of it, super sad. And so shout out to all the small business owners who are still pushing forward, trying to get through. However, we can help them. I think one of the obvious ways is when you order skip the dishes, 
If you can call that restaurant directly, I know it's a pain. And I know as millennials, we like to click on the app and just, but it's easier to do it through the app. Okay. But keep in mind, if you can call them directly, you have a real good chance of helping that business out. Because, dude, this skip the dish has turned into like this food pimp. Skip the dishes. Started off, like, I feel like we kind of got catfished a little bit. And by we, I mean the restaurants, right? You got this, you got this slick skip the dishes salesman, right? Comes in with a suit and a takeout bag. Talking all these stories. Oh, we're going to help you increase business. We're going to be able to, we're making the pie bigger. You can't do delivery right now. We're going to add delivery. You're going to make more money, not less. More money. And all these restaurants, they go, that's a great idea. I mean, we're already, we're full in here. If we can send food other places, let's do it. And they all sign. They signed a deal with the devil. With the devil. Because the devil knew that a pandemic was coming. And now it's completely flipped. Where these poor restaurants are tied to skip the dishes in there, taking the full margin. And listen, I'm a fan of skip the dishes. It's convenient. But when you hear about it, the fact that it takes the full margin away from these restaurants and they're just making basically making food for free, that's sad. That's sad. And you call them directly and you can actually help them out because they're not going to have to pay the middleman. Skip the dishes sitting there with his palms open. You go, give me that money. And they just sit there and collect, right? Whoever came up with that app is probably... I mean, they got to be, are we, are we Snapchat rich yet? They got to be Snapchat rich. And when I say that, I mean, the founders of Snapchat sold that thing to Facebook or was it Instagram? They sold it. Well, that's all the same thing now, isn't it? They sold Snapchat for like $3 billion. Young guys too. I don't, I don't know if there's anything more dangerous than a 21 year old man getting a sudden influx of $3 billion. What do you think that first day is like? What do you think that first day is like when you check your, you open your mobile banking, right? You hop on to CIBC and you look at your savings. Okay, I got $282, right? You look at your credit card. You're like, fuck, that's at $3,000 somehow. But then you look at your checking account and you're like, oh, perfect. $3,444,932. Ah, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I always wonder that, like, when they close that shit, do, does someone out there just have that much money sitting in a checking account? They just have three billion. I don't even think that would fit on my phone. They must have to turn their, here's how you know you're balling. When you log on, and I'm surprised that the rappers don't rap about this. And I don't like the way I said the rappers, like I'm my own grandpa. You know, the rappers. I'm surprised that they don't rap about, like, checking your bank account. And having to turn your phone sideways to see all the zeros. If I was a rapper, DJ Nesquik. Wait, am I a rapper or a DJ? I'm a rapper called DJ Nesquik. It's confusing, but I get more bookings. You know what I mean? Because people don't know which one I am. I would rap about that all the time. Like, yeah, check my bank account. Too many zeros. Turn my phone sideways. Now I can see all the zeros. Boom. Brilliant. $3 billion. I used to work at a bank. And you could see. That was the craziest part to me. That was one of the cool things that I did like. Because I'm a bit of a nosy panda sometimes. And I did like the fact that people would come up, put their card in the machine, and instantly it would pull up their accounts. And I get to see how much they have. 
And I don't, it's so weird because it's not like, like you would never just let a random stranger see your accounts, right? But you also wouldn't let someone with less than one day training see your account. I literally, the day I started at the bank, they put me on the, on the till and I was immediately, I'm like, I was just one of you guys yesterday. Now I'm in here looking at your savings, snooping through your checking account. You could see how much people had. Sometimes it was surprising. You get some guy dumpy overalls, right? He's got holes in his shirt. He's got holes in his beard. He's got a burn mark on his ear. You're like, that guy has a burn mark on his ear. How does that even happen? Was he smoking and then it, and he, he put it in his ear? This guy ain't got shit. And then he put his card in. He's got $800,000. I had a guy one time who had $800,000 in his checking account. And he was, now he didn't have a burn mark on his ear, but yeah, he was just kind of a, you know, schlumpy guy, big beard, simple dude. Came on in, $800,000 in a checking account. And I said, sir, do you want to put this into like literally any other account that you would earn interest? He's like, I don't give a shit. And I respected it so much, dude. Oh my God, did I respect that. And he was a welder. So he's just, you know, that guy's out there all day, just welding and making it rain. And he has nothing to spend it on because he just loves the game. He just wants to weld. He's making that welding money. And then he comes in, drops it in the bank. He takes out $20 to get himself a treat. And he's just stacking chips. That one blew my mind. I could not believe that. But it made me wonder how many other people are just sitting on that type of nest egg we don't know about. 800 gur. I love that too. When I was like, "Do you want to open a savings account?" And he's like, "Yeah, what? Yeah, what's the? Uh, oh, oh, I'd love to do that. What do I? What do I get for interest on it? Right?" And you're like, "Oh, you can earn a point seven five percent." And he's like, Ugh. "I respected it so much." Because he goes, "Yeah, that's nothing, isn't it?" And I had to tell him, "I was like, yeah, you're right. It is nothing. It's a shit offer." Shit, I hate that with the banks. They're like. Open this account with us. You can earn 1.2% interest. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you ever um, met a super rich person? You ever see someone on a yacht and you go, dude, how did you get that yacht? And they go, listen to me, dude. I have earned over 1.2% on my money for the last 10 years. I used to be a barber. And then I figured out how to earn 1.2% on my money. Get out of here. A lot of that is a scam. That banking shit. Oh, sign up for our credit card. We'll give you 50,000 welcome points. And you go, 50,000 welcome points? I'll quit my job right now. I got 50,000 welcome points. And then they make you sign this document to apply for it. That's longer than the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It's longer than the terms and conditions when you upgrade your iOS. And basically what it says is you get these points, they're worth shit, and you're going to pay us $300 a year for this credit card. I've never understood that. Why would I pay an annual fee on a credit card? Is this too financial today? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on here. I'm going down a financial avenue right now. It's more of a scam avenue. I hate that stuff. You ever see the one where the bank is like, hey, transfer all your debt over here and you won't have to pay anything on it. Oh, that's a, that's an obvious trick. Hey, bring all your debt over here. 
We won't charge interest for a bit. And you're like, okay, yeah, let me transfer, right? And then what happens? Nothing. Just sits over there and now you're stuck at that bank. You know what? You know what, dude? That's why I don't even believe in money anymore. We need dog coin or dog coin, whatever this new thing is. Oh, my God. There's all these new, um, what are they called? Cryptocurrencies coming up, dude. Dog coin is the next one or dog coin. Ugh. The fact I can't pronounce it shows I'm too old to know this shit. That's what's going to frustrate me is when I'm older and by older, I mean, even to, I'm, I bet you by late thirties, there's going to be the young kids running around me, getting all kind of crypto. Like I, I can literally picture the day that I go to pay for something with Canadian dollars and I get laughed out of a store and they go, Oh, grandpa Todd, rah, you got Canadian dollars. This guy doesn't have uh moo points. This guy doesn't have squirrel bits, coins. <laughs> Call me old fashioned, dude. I can't even remember the last time I paid for something with a bill. I'll tell you what. Oh, dude, this fucking drove me crazy. The other day. Okay. One of my number one pet peeves is lines. I don't like to wait. Okay. And I'm at, where was I? 7-Eleven trying to get a Gatorade. After my run, all I want is a Gatorade. That transaction is three seconds. Here's my Gatorade scan, tap, I'm gone. I'm out like a ghost in the night and I'm gone and I'm off to enjoy my Gatorade life and do my next thing. Nope, because the lady in front of me gets like, I don't know, two packs of smokes and she hits them with a $50 bill. Now you roll in to a 7-Eleven with a $50 bill. Dude, that's like trying to buy a movie ticket with a bar of gold. That's like going to the movie theater with a bar of gold going, hey, can I get some popcorn and a movie ticket? And they're like, oh, yeah, great. Let's get change for that bar of gold you got because 50 is too much. And even the guy was like, I can't take this. And she's like, take it. It's all I have. Take it. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he's like, all right, we got to get we're going to have to get change from the back. I'm like, oh, my God. Change from the back. What does that even mean? There's a back at a 7-Eleven? Oh, they got to go in the 7-Eleven vault, which by the way, if there is a 7-Eleven vault and I was a bank robber, if you think that I'm not going to try the combo 7-1-1 first, you got another thing coming. And sure enough, he has to sit at the till. His coworker has to stop organizing the chips and you could tell she was pissed because she had a vision for the chips i could tell she was working on something there's only so many ways to exceed expectations when you're working in the convenience store you can't do a lot of stuff you can't mess with the hot dogs you can't rearrange the fridge but you know what you can do you can put on some bomb ass as the kids like to say bomb ass displays so that when your boss shows up he goes Oh my God, who did the color coordinated pyramid of Lay's chips? And they go, Sabrina. And he goes, Sabrina, you've got middle management written all over you. You keep exceeding these expectations. We're going to give you that race. 50 cent race. But think about how that accumulates over the course of a year. So she's pissed. 
She's pissed because now she's got to go back to the 7-Eleven vault. I'm pissed because I have something that takes two seconds to buy. And this lady is the only human in the world who pays for stuff with a $50 bill. What are you, what are we doing here? You're doing the max bill that you know, because you know, no one's taking a hundred. Nobody's taking a hundred. That is such a red flag, dude. You pay for something with a hundred. You're on a list. Why you got a hundred dollar bill? Why you even got that? Nobody gives you hundreds. I know you're doing some seedy stuff, okay? Nobody gives you hundreds. Why you even got that? The ATM doesn't give you a hundred, okay? Your work pays you by direct deposit. Where'd you get the hundred from, Brandon? Hmm? Where'd you get that brown hundred dollar bill, Brandon? You've been doing something illicit, and now you come in here. You're already living a bad life to have a hundreds. And now you come in here to 7-Eleven and you disrupt my day because you're buying a burner phone and a Rockstar Energy with a hundred. Good. You're cleaning out the till with all the change. So she's got a 50. That's the next worst thing. It's all I got. Take it. They have to bring over a $20 bill and a 20 and then do to watch three people. Because what happened was now she, in the meantime, Found a $10 bill in her pocket. The 10 was not enough to cover what she was buying. So they still have to get changed for the 50. But she's doing some weird witch math where she goes, let me give you 10 and then you can only pay me 20. And I'm like, dude, is anyone keeping track of this shit? Because now she's giving them 50. Now she's giving 10 to get back 20. And, uh, there's a lot of in and outs right now. We're going to need a tax lawyer to sort this out. And that's what happened. These three standing around. She's going, no, it was 30. I gave you a 50 and then I gave you a 10. And he's going, right, I have the 20. So I'll just give you the 10 back in this chain. She's like, well, that doesn't add up. And I'm like, holy, I was so close to kicking over the chip display out of anger. And I couldn't do it because I know how hard Sabrina worked on it. But I wanted to do it as a scene to go, hey, none of this matters. And you're taking up too much time. And ma'am, go to the bank. And put your 50 in there. And then come back here and take the card that's linked to that paper and tap it. Because you're driving me crazy. Why do you have a 50? And then we got in the parking lot and I jumped her. And she had a lot more 50s on her. It's a ballsy thing to whip out in public, man. A $50 bill. Because now everyone's thinking, man, how much more cash you got on you, huh? The only time I used to have cash on me would be back in the day when I used to stand up comedy, which was an art form where you could perform. Uh, they would put a lot of people in a room close together. You tell jokes, that type of thing. And I would sell merch and then I would have cash to go to the bank after with. And I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the dumbest story I've ever told. <laughs> Why would I even tell you guys that story? That's stupid. Hey guys, I used to have cash. I sold things. Good job, Todd. Wow. I really hope I made your Saturday with that killer, that bomb ass. Last story. But the moral of the story is let's take care of our small businesses around here. They're struggling and it is sad. Anyone that starts a business took a risk. It's a risk that most people will never take. It's a scary thing. And for something like this to happen that's out of their control to good people to lose their money, lose their savings, lose their business, hurt their family, it's not fair. 
whatever we can do to help. So I do hope that for Valentine's Day, if you're ordering food or booze or lube or whatever you're doing, just do it directly if you can with that restaurant and help them out. Help them actually make some money. Let's just try to keep as many of these places afloat so that when things do open up, it's not a graveyard and everything doesn't turn into a freaking Mr. Lube. Okay? I don't want to come back from COVID and, and now it's just Mr. Lubes everywhere. It's a nightmare situation. So support your local businesses. Let's keep these things alive. I don't know. If anyone has an idea, let's do a fundraiser. I don't know. Let's help it out, man. These are our friends. These are our community. These are our people. You're a people. I'm a people. And we are the people. Have a fantastic Saturday. Some people don't listen on the weekend. You might be listening to this on Monday. Have a good Monday. You might be listening to it in between those two people on Sunday. Have a good Sunday. And if you're crazy as shit and you made it to Wednesday to listen to this, have a good Wednesday, you crazy mother.